spooky friends. Welcome to another episode of Dairyland Frights, the paranormal podcast that covers everything spooky, creepy, and mysterious in the Midwest. My name is John, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Brooke and Megan. How are you doing? Pretty good. Excited to good. hear about Door County from Megan today. Yeah. I'm Megan also was... doing well. <laughs> Sounds exciting. Um, so, today... As you heard, just heard, Megan is going to talk about the most haunted spots in Door County, Wisconsin. But first, Brooke, you have to do this because this is awesome stuff. <laughs> is going to offer a bit of paranormal news. <laughs> Go ahead, Brooke. Yeah, oh, I'm excited. Uh, so we have talked about Zach Baggins a couple times on this podcast. He is a, uh, I, I was going to say friend of the show, but that's not accurate. <laughs> Um, he's a, a character of the of the show and of the por- paranormal um, community for sure. So uh, I keep tabs on you know what's going on with him and Ghost Adventures and same thing. Like I have a really close my best friend Betsy. We've uh, watched Ghost Adventures like our whole lives. So we we like to stay up to date on the drama. So there's been some drama going on with Zach. Um, I, I wanted to get you guys caught up because I feel like this is gonna continue to unfold over the next few weeks and months so um so to give you a little bit of backstory so there's this guy uh dakota Layden, and he um actually kind of became a little bit famous by um doing like parodies of ghost adventures on youtube and they were very funny and then he ended up being on the show as like a guest um of like quite a few years back and from that he actually ended up with his own uh show on the travel channel uh called destination fear which was produced by zach baggins and so they were like pretty good friends but they recently like had a falling out so destination fear was canceled and zach baggins like was no longer listed as a producer i believe and so people kind of came to the conclusion that uh zach was like sabotaging the show because it got like too popular and was like overtaking Mm. ghost adventures and ratings or something along those lines this is all allegedly i'm not really sure if that's accurate but dakota kind of confirmed that zach had something to do with it um and after that nick groff kind of got into the mix and nick used to be on ghost adventures like nine years ago he um left the show and it was kind of like not understood why that happened um but he kind of like took Dakota's side, I guess, uh, publicly. And he put out a video um, about Zach mostly, although he refer- it's kind of funny because he refers to Zach in this video as the host. Like he doesn't really say Zach's yeah. name exactly, <laughs> but, uh, but everyone can assume <laughs> that he's referring to Zach. Um, so he said a couple things. So, um, Apparently, Dakota told him that on one of their show recordings, Zach, like, walked in laughing, saying, like, oh, Nick's never going to work in America again um, because he gave the network Travel Channel an ultimatum to basically choose between Zach or Nick. And as we all know, Travel Channel is kind of like the hub for, like, paranormal content nowadays for whatever reason. That's, like, Mm -hmm. all they really show is, like, ghost content. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's not really, like, travel stuff anymore it's traveling to haunted locations but uh but yeah so like nick has pretty much been ousted from the travel channel because zach like made it that way and dakota like confirmed that um and also like there was this story going around that aaron was saying that nick was fired from the show 
because Nick was going behind Zach and Aaron's back, creating a new show without them knowing. But apparently, according to Nick, that's false and that they were all allowed to produce other shows alongside Ghost Adventures. And apparently Zach was also doing that. Um, he also claimed that Zach has a really bad ego, that he treats people really poorly, um, that he blocks everyone who questions him because one person actually in the uh, in one of the questions they asked Nick was like, oh, I questioned like some tiny thing about him and he blocked me on Twitter. And I was like, girl, same. Um, <laughs> literally. So uh, yeah, apparently it's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Uh, not just me. Um, and that he creates like a hostile environment. Um, and it was kind of funny. So in the end, uh, he says something along the lines of like, oh, I can't wait to bring more real paranormal content to everyone. And he was like very heavy on the word real, almost like implying that Ghost Adventures mm -hmm. is like kind of fake. I don't think it used to be, honestly, but I think, you know, nowadays. Mm -hmm. yeah. Also, similarly, Dakota also implied uh, some things. Um, he implied specifically that Ghost Adventures does not get locked down um, from dusk until dawn like they claim they do and that they just like go on site for like a couple hours and leave like they used to get locked down <laughs> all night yeah. but they don't anymore so huh. so yeah uh, a lot going on in the ghost adventures um <laughs> cinematic universe at the moment but uh so brooke what do you make out of all this um Since you're a fan of the show and, and i'm a fan i'm you know megan is too but what do you make out of all that you know i honestly am not like watched a ton since nick left because it just kind of wasn't the same dynamic anymore and i didn't like it as mm. much but i feel like it's all like a little bit petty to be honest but i do sure. i do still like believe dakota and nick i think that they are probably telling the truth that zach i mean he seems like he would be kind of a jerk so <laughs> i'm not like <laughs> i'm not exactly surprised that he would like try to oust other people from being on the travel channel like in terms of paranormal content creators but at right. the same time though like zach kind of did make the travel channel what it is and made ghost mm -hmm. adventures what it is sure. um so in a way i guess you know if he wants to have control over what the, of that i guess maybe that's like yeah. his, that's up to him i guess i don't know i think the, yeah. the travel channel really cares about like what zach thinks and what he wants so wow okay yeah I don't uh, know. Megan, do you yeah, do you have any thoughts about this? I mean, I never really took Ghost Adventures super seriously, so <laughs> sure. I guess I can see how that might make sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just this sounds like someone who's gotten a big head. You know, like yeah. like us. We're starting out right now. And once we become more successful, you know, one of us else the other, yeah, for sure. One of the dynamics. <laughs> This is gonna be a power dynamic. Yeah, Megan, Brooke, yeah. and John going for, at it for sure. I'm yeah. gonna be on. You guys will be on TikTok. I'll be on Facebook or some lame thing going. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're light. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I look forward to that. That's gonna, that's gonna be, be fun. fun, John. I hope yeah. we get that big. Yeah, backstabbing <laughs> each other. Oh sweet! I'll come up with my own clothing line that you guys will hate. <laughs> yes. And then you can block Brooke. Yeah, when I make yeah, I'm fun of it. I'm gonna block Brooke. <laughs> Yeah, right. All right. So, so thank you, Brooke. That's really interesting. We will update people, obviously, once more infighting happens. Yes, yes. I'm sure Zach will come out with his version of the story. Mm -hmm. Look forward um, to that. Yeah. So, Megan, let's let's get into Door County and the spooky stuff. 
All right. Thank you, John. So Door County is a super special place to me. It's a place that my family and I used to visit growing up. And there's just something like very special about it when you visit it. It doesn't quite feel like you're in Wisconsin. I don't know if there's, you know, a place in your state that kind of feels that way. Just when you're there, it just feels really special. So this is a, a cool spot for me to talk about today. But what I didn't know growing up is that there's actually quite a bit of spooky, creepy history of Door County. So I did some research and I'm going to talk about that today. So a little bit of background, Door County, if you look at Wisconsin, it's kind of shaped like a mitten. Door County is that thumb of the mitten. So it's a peninsula between Green Bay and Lake Michigan in the state of Wisconsin. It's really cool. Would definitely recommend visiting it. Um, it was founded in 1851, and as of 2021, there's just a little bit over 30,000 people who live in Door County, so not quite super big, actually, but um, it's a great place to visit in the summer. There's lots of things to do, especially for outdoorsy people. There's lots of wilderness trails that you can hike. There's different parks you can visit. Something really cool about it is that they have limestone cliffs there and you can actually take your kayak and go kayaking into the caves along the shoreline. So super cool if you want to have a fun destination in Wisconsin. They've got ice cream, horseback riding. Um, something really cool on Washington Island is they have lavender fields. So you can go see this expansive field of purple flowers and you can take pictures. Ooh. Super cool. Would definitely recommend going there. Before I get into some of these scary haunted stories that I'm going to tell you guys today, I just wanted to call out a few cool memories that I have from Door County growing up. And I'm going to call those out because I think they're super cool places to visit and things to see if you want to nice. check it out. So the first thing that I absolutely love about Door County is there's this festival in Ephraim, Wisconsin. It's called the Fear Ball. And this is a festival that kind of came about in the 1960s, and it was started to really honor the Scandinavian heritage of the area. And the point of it is to celebrate the end of winter. But the thing I really right. like about this is hmm. that there is symbolism behind the festival, and it is supposed to symbolize burning the winter witch, oh, welcoming uh, summer. Nice. Yeah, so how cool is that? So I think it's a, cool. it's a little bit witchy, right up Brooks Alley. Yes, love that. So with this burning of the winter witch, along the beach line, they build these big cone-shaped bonfires. So they're like big, huge logs. They're oh, like wow. super tall. They're like yeah. probably twice the height of a human adult. And what they do is they set all of these bonfires on fire one by one so you usually do it at night so there's a whole bunch of different huge bonfires burning on the beach and the chieftain is the one who lights the first one lights the second one and so it's super cool and something interesting about the fires is that they're really really hot so if you're even standing you know 20 feet away it feels like your skin is really hot so mm, wow. super cool huh. but Cool. I like that it's symbolic of, you know, burning the winter witch, welcoming summer. It's a nice. great place to go. Um, the next fear ball is going to be on June 17th, 2023, if anyone's interested <laughs> in that. It's awesome. funny. I feel like it's kind of funny that it's not until June because realistically, that's I feel like I feel like even in May, like there still might be a blizzard. So yeah, like yeah, they yeah. put it in June to be safe. Like for sure now <laughs> right. we're free mm -hmm. of the winter witch. <laughs> Good point. 
For sure. Yeah. In Wisconsin, you never quite know when there's going to be one last snow. Uh Uh-huh. We just had one yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So so if you do go to Ephraim, make sure to check out Wilson's Ice Cream Parlor. It's a super cute little parlor that was built in 1906. Mm -hmm. So you can grab your ice cream and watch the Winter Witch burn. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Oh, that's sweet. I love that. It's a great great family-friendly activity. All right, two quick things. Some other things that I'd recommend to Door County. There's this place called the Northern Sky Theater, and it's really cool because it's an outdoor theater in the middle of the woods. So you listen to shows while it's dark outside, and there's just like trees and birds, lots of bugs. Make sure you bring your bug spray. (laughs) Mm, Yes. Super cool if you want that vibe. And then one last thing I wanted to point out is there's this ice cream shop in Fish Creek, and it's called Not Licked Yet frozen custard (laughs) kind of fun so you can get your ice cream sit next to a creek next door and you can feed the ducks all right so that was a little bit too feel good for me so why don't we get into some scary stuff for dark all right all right so i did some um research on door county and for some of you who don't know door county actually has kind of a dark past behind its name so Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. Uh, There is some debate about the true origin of how it became Door County, but all the different stories kind of point to this Death's Door as inspiration for the name. It's called Death's Door because there have been a lot of deaths in the water by Door Mm. County. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit today. So a little bit of backstory about Door County. There is this straight that links Lake Michigan and Green Bay between the northern tip of Door County Peninsula and then Washington Island. At its narrowest point, it's only about a mile and a third wide, so not super big, but I've seen it for myself. The water can get super choppy and there can be massive waves. There's hidden underwater rocks and just overall very unpredictable weather. So you really have to be careful when you're Mm -hmm. going boating on the water. But this kind of weather and these, you know, unpredictable waves really contributed to the gruesome name of Door County. So I'm going to talk about the first theory of why it might be named Door County. So back in the 1600s, many Native Americans actually perished in the strait during an intertribe battle. And there were, you know, some historic accounts that say members of the Potawatomi set out from Washington Island in order to attack the Winnebago on the mainland. So when the Potawatomi defenders were leaving the island, you know, the weather was pretty calm. It seemed, you know, safe enough to leave. But as they were mid-channel, the wind started picking up and, you know, they were trying to get to the water or get to the other side, but the wind was picking up and... Mm. Canoes were capsizing, they were hitting rocks and breaking, and it was overall just a a big, you know, disaster. But the Winnebago continued to fight, and both sides ended up losing hundreds of people. Um, So that's kind of why the tribes and the settlers began to refer to the water as death's door out of, you know, fear and reverence Mm. for the people who passed away. So that was all the way back in the 1600s. Yeah, Megan, I think that's a great death door, man. That's awesome. That's yeah, an awesome it's, name. it's very yeah. interesting. Very spooky. Yeah. So this second theory is very similar. So it goes along that, yes, that inner tribe battle did happen. 
but it actually came from the French explorers who gave the strait its name. So they were hearing these stories from locals and travelers, and they actually sailed the waters themselves. And after hearing these stories of this, you know, gruesome battle and hundreds and hundreds of deaths, they ended up referring to it as Porta de Mor. I might, I don't mm. speak French, so hopefully I said that right. But in English, that means death's door. So that's interesting. It sounds nicer. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we don't really refer to it as, as death door, death's door anymore. It's a little bit gruesome. So we just call it Door County <laughs> now. <laughs> but um, if you do go on the water there, um, the waves, they usually only get between, you know, like five to 10 feet tall, you know, later in the year when it's starting to really pick up with the wind. But I looked up that the waves can get up to 22 feet high, which is actually very high Whoa. for Wisconsin. So definitely yeah. be careful. That's crazy. Yeah. Oof. But you can rent uh, kayaks and you can, you know, stay close to the shore, check out the caves, and that's super safe. So cool thing to check out. The next thing I wanted to cover is something unique about Door County is that there are actually tons of shipwrecks in the waters. So that's something that Door County is known for. And today there's actually 240 known shipwrecks in the waters. So that's, that's quite a bit of, you know, sunken ships. Yeah, that is, that is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool because oh. the water is so crisp and cold and clear that you can just go right out on a kayak or a canoe and you can look straight down and you can see mm -hmm. the the ships from your boat on the the seafloor so pretty cool wow that'd be so interesting yeah the nice thing about this is that even though there's been 240 shipwrecks there have been relatively few people who have died in those wrecks yeah. so it's a good thing cool so a little bit of history about these shipwrecks. Um, many boats and ships used to utilize Door County waters to transport wares from Chicago, Michigan, other places in the region to Door County and back. So that's kind of how the water was used. But over the centuries, many boats have actually sunk. And this is for a variety of reasons. It could be due to high winds. There's been thunderstorms. Some ships have just caught on fire or maybe they had engine failures, but I thought this was really cool. Some of the shipwrecks were due to pirates and bootleggers. Sweet. I didn't know that. So <laughs> I didn't know that Wisconsin had pirates, but guess we did sweet. back in the day. That's pretty sweet. Nice. Yeah. So thankfully the Sturgeon Bay Ship Canal was built in the late 1800s. And this really you know, decreased the amount of ships that were sinking because it gave captains a way to kind of avoid that treacherous strait and protect their vessels from damage. Mm, so that's nice. Yeah. So today you can actually cross the strait very safely by boat or ferry, but you definitely don't want to be kayaking on it or be in, you know, a lightweight <laughs> boat. Not a good idea. Have you ever taken a kayak with your family? Megan? Yes, we did do a glass bottom boat tour. So you can actually pay Ooh. to rent boats and you can see right through the bottom of the boat and you can you know go around with the tour guides and they'll show you straight into the water where all of the different wrecks are and it's really cool i would yep. recommend it yeah also... i did that too oh did yeah, you that was really cool yeah How was, it was that really cool yeah it was really cool because i don't know if you noticed this one but there's one that's been there since they feel like the late 1700s or something it's yeah they're old deserved. Because of the cold water and, and, you know, it's not salt water or anything. 
it's just and when we went there the, it looked like you just could touch it and the guy was like mm -hmm. don't touch it <laughs> but, <laughs> no, you but it was perfectly preserved i mean uh. it was amazing and i was just like wow this is super cool and that's because of the water and everything it's mm -hmm. just perfectly preserves all these shipwrecks so you're, you're right if you get a chance please do that it's it's a really kind of a snapshot in the history yeah if you don't cool. want to do kayak tours they also offer shipwreck diving so you can actually dive into the water and go see them up close for yourself so pretty cool wow yeah all right next thing i'm going to talk about you know, we already talked about haunted roads, haunted bridges, but have you ever thought that lighthouses mm. could be haunted? Ooh, I love haunted yeah. lighthouses. <laughs> so believe it or not, in Door County, there's actually a handful of haunted lighthouses. So I chose three of those today and I'm going to talk about them. And each one gets a little bit more spooky as we go. So you'll have to tell me what you think. All right. All right, so the first one that I picked out is called the Sherwood Point Lighthouse, and this was built in 1883 at the Green Bay entrance to Sturgeon Bay. It's this, you know, beautiful red brick house. It's about one and a half stories high, and then it has this white square tower built on the back, so that's the lighthouse. So back in 1889, there was this keeper of the lighthouse, and his name was William Cotchams, and he decides to marry this woman named Minnie Hesh. Love that name. Super cool. <laughs> so Minnie, she was actually, you know, pretty cool because she was named the assistant keeper of the lighthouse, and that wasn't really a job that women had back in the day. So that was, oh, wow. yeah, pretty cool that she got, you know, a very high-end job. But unfortunately, in 1928, Minnie did suffer from a stroke and she died while she was getting out of bed in the upstairs bedroom. Mm. So a little sad, but William oh. ended up staying at the lighthouse until he retired in 1933. So there's been a, a few spooky things that have happened at this lighthouse. So residents and visitors of the lighthouse have heard noises at night, including voices and what they think sounds like clinking of teacups, which <laughs> might make sense from the time period. Yeah. Exactly. And other, yeah, and other people have, you know, seen this presence on the staircase. Ooh. That's how they described it. So someone, uh, a descendant of William Cotchams, his name is Robert Cotchams, he actually took a photograph of the lighthouse in 1984. And if you look at the photograph, it kind of shows like a human form in one of the windows. And yeah. I looked for this photo and I wasn't yeah. able to find it. So if anyone uh, is able Robert. to find it, let us know. Yeah, I'm going to keep yeah. looking for it. Because it would be very cool to see if I could find yeah. it. Yeah. Dairylandfrights at gmail.com. <laughs> yes, send it over. Thanks, John. A good call out for me. So maybe it's Minnie haunting the lighthouse. Who knows? But kind of seems like it's a friendly sort of ghost. Doesn't mean any harm. But this lighthouse is not open to the public. It is now used as a Coast Guard retreat of sorts. So hmm. it's still pretty cool to see. You just can't go into it. Oh, Megan, just really quickly, at the end of the podcast, I will talk about each individual thing since I've been on the tour. All so right, perfect. Can't wait to hear, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Here is lighthouse number two. It is called the Chambers Island Lighthouse. So this one is located on Chambers Island, which is about seven miles northwest of Fish Creek. And this one is slightly older. It was built in 1868. So this one is really cool looking. It's made of tan bricks and has this like circular stairway from the basement all the way to the lantern deck. Super cool, but 
the first haunting of the lighthouse actually occurred in the spring of 1976 when the caretaker of the lighthouse started hearing these, you know, loud noises that kind of sounded like footsteps coming down the tower's staircase. Mm. So the sound kind of continued through the living room and then he heard it in the kitchen. And then finally he heard this click, which sounded like the kitchen door closing by itself. Very Ooh, interesting. Love it. love it. So fast forward a few years. This is summer of 1979. The lighthouse was being renovated. But during this time, tools began disappearing and ending up in unlikely places, which actually makes me think of summer wind. We have another episode like that. Tools, yep. when you know buildings are being renovated, they just move, disappear. It's very interesting. Yes. Yes. So this is... A little spooky to me. So some of the visitors who have stayed the night at the lighthouse have reported feeling like their beds were being grabbed and shaken. Oh, yeah. I would be, oh, be creepy. A, little, a little spooked out. I'd probably pack up my stuff and <laughs> go sleep in a tent outside. Yeah, there you go. So yeah. there's a running theory that the ghosts might be Louis S. Louis S. Williams, who was the first keeper of the lighthouse back in the late 1800s. And you can actually visit this lighthouse by special arrangement. You just have to get there by a private boat mm -hmm. or an excursion boat. Yep. So pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I want to stay Love there. <laughs> All right, Brooke, let us know how it goes. <laughs> oh, I will. All right. Here's the very last haunted lighthouse. I'm going to talk about this one is the Potawatomi lighthouse. So this one is located on Rock Island off the northern tip of Door County. And it's actually Wisconsin's oldest lighthouse. And it was built in 1836. So pretty cool that it's wow. in Door County, which would make yeah. sense. Wow. So this one is interesting. There are actually people who live in the lighthouse because they give tours. Really? So yeah, it's yeah. kind of like a live-in museum. And um, yeah, guides will live at the lighthouse from Memorial Day through Columbus Day each year, and they give daily tours. So that's something that you can check out if you want to. Hmm. But this one is probably like the most active as far as paranormal happenings. Visitors have heard voices. They've seen like odd shapes flickering over graves nearby. There's a graveyard mm -hmm. near there. And yeah. they've also heard unusual noises at like a native american cemetery nearby so there's it seems like there's a lot of activity in and sure. around the lighthouse hmm. nice. so this would creep me out the most people have actually seen ghosts of small children playing around the graveyard <laughs> near nice. the lighthouse so this is where scandinavian settlers were buried so might be those people interesting, interesting but so strange noises are also heard in the lighthouse. Doors will open and close by themselves. So, mm. Some people might think that it might be the original lighthouse keeper. who His name is David Corbin. His body is actually buried on the island. So maybe he's oh. tied to the building in some way. Yeah, sure. There's also a theory that William's wife, Emily, she was a teacher on the island and she taught a lot of the students at the island school so some people think that maybe the children could be um the, the school students. children or yeah her her students but she also had nine children so oh, oh wow could be a variety of, of children <laughs> Yo, island, so. okay <laughs> yeah so that one is a little bit scary for me but still really cool john were you able to visit that one it was the Potawatomi yes, Lighthouse. Oh, cool. All right. At the yes, end, we will talk about it. 
Yeah, yeah. All right. Perfect. So we're going to move on to one of my favorite stories from Door County. So this one is about the Shipwrecked Brew Pub and Restaurant. So this is a pub in Egg Harbor, and it has this rich history. It was built back in the 1800s, and it's actually famous for being haunted. So I didn't actually know like how it was haunted. So I did some research, and this is so interesting <laughs> to me. So people believe that the haunting is tied back to Al Capone. Oh, yeah. So he was a Chicago gangster. So he allegedly used to hide out in Egg Harbor from time to time at the shipwreck restaurant, which is interesting. Interesting. But it's not actually Al Capone who is haunting the restaurant. They say that it's Al Capone's illegitimate son named Jason. And the story goes that Jason was found hanging in the attic of the original shipwrecked because he was scared that you know the police were gonna come grill him about where Mm. his father was so i don't i don't know if that's true or not but that's kind of what the stories go so lots of people have claimed to see his ghost over the year over the years like one guy um i don't think it's not just him i think there's other ghosts as well because one man reported seeing a child on the roof of the restaurant and so he calls (laughs) the police of course yeah so he's like there's a kid on the roof and the police come out and of course there's nobody on the roof so that's interesting so this is where things get weird and a little bit sad so Shipwrecked actually caught fire in August 2017, and there was like oh. massive, massive damage. Oh and no! There's a theory that the fire started in one of the guest bedrooms upstairs. So the there's a restaurant on the bottom, and then guest rooms on the top. So it maybe it was Jason's room. Who knows? Mm. But the building mm. was like majorly damaged. So they ended up just yeah. um, taking the whole thing down and starting fresh. So it actually, yeah, it's like completely renovated nowadays. They got rid of the guest rooms. Uh, It's uh, yeah, it's a two level restaurant now, but people have actually said that the paranormal occurrences have not stopped, even though the guest rooms and the original building are gone. So maybe that just means, you know, paranormal, you know, entities are tied to the land. Who knows? Yeah, no, I believe that. That's so. Yeah, I, I definitely recommend checking it out. It's a it's a great place to stop. Yeah, yeah, and it looks, looks really like uh, they've increased a little bit. Mm-hmm. Some of your notes say that too. That um, yeah, it, yeah. I haven't been able to find additional accounts, but I think mm. people just have like weird, unexplained stories and occurrences that happen there. So I've been there before. Great food. I w- did not feel anything paranormal, but. <laughs> you know, there's still time. That's true. No, yeah. no children coming up to you, Megan, and being like, "Hello, <laughs> Megan." No children on the roof, thankfully. <laughs> that would I be a little it. concerning. Ooh. Well, no if you thanks. do see a ghost there, make sure you buy them a round of beer. They've <laughs> got their own brewery yep. there. It's pretty cool. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm sold. No. Don't give ghostly children beer. That's not allowed. Oh. <laughs> Maybe it's Al Capone's family, though. You can do that. Come on. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure the Capone children were boozing at a young age. (laughs) Probably, to be honest. You heard it here first. (laughs) All right, perfect. I have one last story that I'm going to share with you all today. And John has actually been to this place. So, John, I'd love to hear your insights after I tell it. 
So this is called the Alexander Noble House. And something interesting about this is that it allegedly has spooky haunted mirrors inside. And I'll tell yeah. that story. But mm. the Alexander Noble House is um, in Fish Creek. And it's one of the oldest remaining residences there. It was built in 1875 by Alexander Noble. And he was the, one of the town's founders, which is pretty cool. But you can actually visit the house yourself. Um, it's um, operated by the Gibraltar Historical Association. And um, many tours, tour visitors have, you know, had some spooky experiences. And I, some of them are actually really scary. So I'm going to talk about those. But people have seen, you know, apparitions in the house. They've seen floating orbs. And they've even seen faces through the windows. Ooh. Oh, I don't oh know God, about that's, that. like, that's my worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to tell some of the like craziest, weirdest occurrences that have happened there. So one time this visitor came, uh, it was a, a young girl, and she took this selfie in one of the mirrors in Noble's bedrooms and found that, you know, in the resulting photo, there was a skeleton face in it. Oh, oh right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how to explain that. But can you imagine, you know, looking through your photos and it's like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> scary. <laughs> yeah, but um, another thing is, like I said, people have seen faces in the upstairs and downstairs center windows at the house, and some people have claimed they've caught them on camera, haven't been able to find those, but would be interesting to see if, you know, I could find some of those, but... Um, the director of the Gibraltar Historical Association, her name is Lori Buskey. I think I'm saying that right. She believes that the spirits of the house actually like watch over tourists. So I, I don't think there's ever been anything, you know, like, you know, like super scary or, you know, violent or anything. But um, one day uh, her daughter was actually working at the noble house. Um, her name is Katie and she worked at the house for two summers and she had some like really weird things that happened to her. Like one night she felt a tug on the back of her skirt and she said that it kind of felt like a child was tugging on her skirt and trying to get her attention, oh, which nice. is interesting. Right. And she's also heard a child crying upstairs and doors opening on their own, which is interesting. And then lastly, in the upstairs mirror at the house, Katie saw a man with a beard standing behind her when she looked in the mirror. Oh, oh God. Terrifying. Awesome. <laughs> So scary. And then lastly, while sharing information during a tour about Noble's wife, Emily, who died before the house was built, Katie said that she felt this cold hand patting on her back. She said, oh, as oh. if to console her. <laughs> oh. So well, at least it's being a nice ghost. Yeah, so it's yeah, like, right? kind of scary, but kind of comforting in mm -hmm, a yeah. weird way. So. So there's been a lot of activity in the house, but um, the the people who watch over the house, they say nothing's been like truly bad. And Katie, one of the tour guides, she jokes that it's just a family that never wants to move out. Can you uh, blame them? No. So those are my stories of Door County. I hope you all enjoyed them. John, I'd love to hear about your experience with the tours. I know there's um, different ghost tours that you can book and you can stop at different Correct. spots. And it sounds like you've been on them. I haven't yet. So I'd love to hear what yeah. you have to say about those. Yes. So that was awesome. Uh, great job as usual. Again, like I said, we're here at DairylandFrights at gmail.com. If you have those pictures of spooky people in the mirror, please send it to us. Uh, we would love to see it. Um, 
one of the things I'm going to go through each individual one. Just I'm just kind of give you a brief thing. Uh, I ha- and hopefully Door County Trolley Tours are listening to this, and they can be our sponsor someday. So <laughs> that would be so fun, <laughs> right? We'd love so, to come back. Yeah, love. It. So let's talk about Shorewood Point Lighthouse. First thing is a couple of things I just want to add. One, the Coast Guard yes uses it still. But when we went there, I don't have either of you seen the horror movie by Alfred Hitchcock, The Birds? Yes, long ago, but yes. yeah. <laughs> so when we were going on the island, there were um, seagulls and crows everywhere. I mean, it was crazy. There were hundreds of them. And when we were, we had to go on the boat tour. It's part of the part of the ghost tour. And anyway, the guy said, oh, yeah, it's terrible here. The Coast Guard's got to come out and clean the house up from the, <laughs> the bird All the stuff. <laughs> and then it, it, it's crazy. If you go, it's just like out of a horror movie. It's, and then when, you, when we were going past, the front door was boarded up. And I immediately said to the guy, boarded up? Well, I thought the Coast Guard used this. And they go, yeah, not that much anymore. They've been spooked a couple of times. Well, actually a few times. And I suppose the Coast Guard, what they would do is they would come out and clean up the area. <laughs> and then, which is, oh, what a terrible job, right? And then they'll <laughs> stay there overnight, obviously, because, it, you know, it takes hours to clean all the stuff up. Mm-hmm. And the guy says, yeah, I've talked to a couple of Coast Guard guys. And they said they have felt people touching their shoulders because uh, they sleep there. And a couple of guys just literally one night ran out of the lighthouse and slept on the boat. On their boat. <laughs> I don't blame yeah. them. Sounds right? terrifying. <laughs> yeah. And so then I said, so why is it boarded up? And they said, well, unfortunately kids will come here and then they'll do things that kids do. And they've had numerous calls from people saying, Oh, there's this old guy here. And I saw him wandering around the grounds and I'm worried about them and you know, things like that. Like we just talked about and mm-hmm. Megan's favorite children <laughs> who play there too. Ooh. So yeah. So that's <laughs> really interesting. You. Definitely worth checking out. Um, so the second one here, um, which, which is the uh, second uh, lighthouse and just put it on that. And that's the Chambers Island lighthouse. I think Brooke, you wanted to stay here. This is one of the ones you want to stay at. Um, yes, it's really, really nice. You have to do a special tour, um, just to let you know it's a little expensive, but you you have to get permission to drive it. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, the the stories I had here were exactly what Megan said, uh, but it's beautiful. I mean, you're just like, yeah, this is such a beautiful place. And people do stay there, and they and have seen. Again, children, other ghosts, and everything like that. So uh, the next one is the Potawatomi Lighthouse. This is my favorite story. So one night, a um, gentleman, uh, I believe is a park ranger, was called out to this lighthouse at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, mm, and he three. came at 3 o'clock in the morning, and there is a path to the lighthouse, and he thinks it's stupid kids doing their stupid stuff. And so he goes in there, he starts walking down the path, and there's a little boy standing in the middle of the path, clear as day. And mm. he, he goes, hey, little boy, you, you, know, you shouldn't be here. You know, he's talking to this little boy, 
and the little boy starts to walk towards the lighthouse and he starts following, you know, and he's saying, Hey, you know, stop, you know, mm -hmm. I get, he's really worried. And he goes to the lighthouse. Guess what? Little boy's gone. Of course. <laughs> so that guy quit, <laughs> went back <laughs> to the ranger station, quit immediately. And oh. the thing is, too, this is really cool. Um, and I love this for a summer job. Well, actually, we all love this for a summer job. So park rangers check all these lighthouses. They have to. It's part of mm -hmm. their security. So <laughs> supposedly in the ghost year, they said, nobody wants to check this lighthouse. Like, they basically <laughs> draw, like, straws. Like, you know, yeah, no, you right, can't I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And uh, ever since they've seen that little boy. Um, and then the last one is well with the lighthouse here is really interesting because again people who have checked it out have said like, same thing have seen many things um they have seen the woman uh where she will um this is kind of a weird story from the ghost tour like she will kind of look like she's scolding people like oh. when you walk up there and walk in people have said that you know like a teacher you know when you goof around to be and and people have said, like, she's, they've seen this woman and she, like, she's scolding them, but she can't, they can't hear what she's saying. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> wonder what like, she's mad about. I don't know. But uh, Shipwreck Brew Pub, you're right, has great beer, great food. There <laughs> is a secret door that goes to an area. It's one thing I'm surprised um, they didn't, well, probably don't want to talk about it, but in our ghost tour, they did. There's a secret door in the bar. They use for bootlegging. So, you know, the fans mm. come in, they can go to the secret door in the basement and put the uh, gin or whatever they're making. And so when we were there, the, we usually come in um, as part of the tour when it's open. And, it, you know, as soon as he said secret door, I was like, oh, you got to show me. He goes, ah, we can't. And I'm like, why not? Mm -hmm. He goes, well, the steps are not too <laughs> great a shape. Right. And you can't really go down there. So they opened it. And as soon as they opened it, I was like, yeah, there's something not right about that. <laughs> there's mm. nothing. <laughs> you know I what I mean? Own. That weird mm. feeling. And yeah. I was like, okay. And then he talked about, like you, Megan, said about uh, his illegitimate son hanging himself. There were some other things going on, too, um, with this gentleman. He was trying to be a gangster, too. and was kind of failing at it, according to the oh, ghost no. tour people. So he was kind of made fun of and kind of bullied. and But then, you know, they found out he was Al Capone's illegitimate son and everybody kind of stopped it. But, yeah, he had some other things going on. Um, it was really interesting, obviously. I went there before it burned down. So Me they too. did take us up to the area uh, to show us around and take some pictures. So, again, if you have any pictures <laughs> of, you know, any ghosts hanging out in an attic, please let us know. Uh, we'd love to see it. And then the last but not least, this is my favorite one. I was talking to Megan and Brooke uh, before we got on. And so when we, when I was coming in with the group tour, uh, I come around and there's this woman all dressed in black with this black veil over her face. And she's just standing there still. And me so excited, think it was a ghost. <laughs> so <laughs> I get out my camera, I take a picture I'm like, oh, this is great. There's a ghost. And then she moves and takes off her. It's a person. So we'll run that <laughs> Sad. One. spooky person. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So she showed us around. Um, 
She's a very nice lady. Of course, I had to ask her a million questions. I'm sure she was sick of me by the end of the tour. Um, <laughs> and she says when she's there, sometimes she's there alone. So when the next mm. tour, they, they don't do tours like on top of each other. There's, there's a break between the tours. Anyway, she hears footsteps um, constantly. She hears people coming downstairs. Doors are opening. Um, oh, she has witnessed the uh, faucet in the kitchen turn on when nobody's oh. there. And, of course, she's had people tug on her dress. Uh, and she said, <laughs> which I thought was super funny. I get used to it. They're not, they're, they're fine. You know, they're just living their lives. She, like you said, <laughs> they're just living their lives. They don't think like, well, what, what are you doing in my house? Kind of attitude. Right. Right. And you know? it was the other thing too, like you said about the, the mirrors. Um, so I did take a picture in the mirror. Uh, nothing turned up, but the guy who was running the tour, which I, I'm, uh, maybe I can try to get a hold of him. He did show me a picture sent to him from a tourist who was there of a lady's face in that mirror clears down uh, it's like a lady oh looks, and you got another picture with that great bearded guy in that mirror oh. too all huh. right so yeah, it does happen and he he did say you you take all the pictures you want which i did and i and i hung out and took all these different pictures and i did for brooke's sake when we were leaving took a picture of the outside of the house. No, there's nobody in there. So <laughs> uh, last but not least, went to the cemetery, which the cemetery tour they do at night uh, when everything's dark. So it is pretty cool. Um, just a cool couple of things from there. Um, my ca uh, camera phone malfunctioned twice when I was trying to take care, uh, take the picture of the doctor's grave. It would not work. It just drained mm. my battery. And then my son made fun of me, and he came over. And when he did it, <laughs> his uh, camera malfunctioned also. So I have a picture that I will share uh, with both of you. And you guys can put it on Instagram and things like that. Um, shows like this. Shows my camera malfunctioning on my phone. And you can kind of see this bright red thing. So I highly recommend taking it. It does take about two to three hours. So just to let you know. Uh, it's pretty much, you know, they start around dusk and they go to about nine or 10 o'clock at night, depending on how many people get there when they start and everything like that. But definitely worth it. Huh. Very cool. I definitely want to check that out. Yeah. You know, what's crazy is that I've never been to Door County and now I feel like I have oh. all of these ideas. So you guys have like planned my whole trip for me when I go. Oh, it is so go. worth it. And you can, you know, check out different uh, cities throughout Door County. So, you know, it's not too far. You can drive in between. Each one has, you know, different things to offer. Really yeah. Cool spot. Absolutely. Awesome. I'm excited. Um, just to let you know, Brooke, I don't know how big of a drinker you are, but if you are, <laughs> you have it. a pub crawl tour associated with the ghost tour. Ooh, so you kind of like have three different things. Ooh. That might have changed. But that's what they used to do. So you would do the, the bar thing first and then go and do the ghost thing or vice versa. So I think that would get my uh, that would get my husband more on board, I think. So that, that's a good <laughs> There you go. Good idea. There you go. All right. So anything else you guys want to add before we end this great episode? No, this is super interesting. Thanks for doing all that research, Megan. I'm I'm excited to visit. I'm like ready to plan, ready to plan a visit. 
Yeah, there's lots of, you know, Airbnbs and VRBOs you can check out. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a very cost-effective spot and you can balance the beautiful scenery and the spooky ghost stories. Yeah, perfect. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, ladies. I love you both. Uh, remember, DairylandFrights at gmail.com. Also, now we are on YouTube Podcasts. So go on there, leave comments, uh, send us any pictures. Again, see your ghosts, say hi to them. And uh, <laughs> we are looking forward to our next episode. Who wants to introduce our next episode? Coming oh, up? yes. So the next episode, I'm very, very excited about it because this is a topic that really intrigues me. But uh, we're going to be talking about the Peshtigo Fire. Mm. Um, and Peshtigo is actually just across the little straight, um, you know, I guess the crook of the thumb of, <laughs> uh, of Wisconsin, <laughs> just across the way. And the fire took out a lot of the area around Door County. So that kind of, it'll be a little bit of a, a nice transition into our next story. Great. I can't wait, bro. All right. Yeah. yeah. Stay spooky and we will see you next week. All right. See you all. Bye. <laughs>